top stories in the news at this hour. Time is running short in the fight to avert a transit strike. The New York Supreme Court says Karen Ann Quinlan has a right to die with dignity. Ronald Reagan again attacks Ford foreign policy on a nationwide TV broadcast. This is Lester Smith reporting. Next news as it happens. Next scheduled news at 11 o'clock over WOR Radio 710, the talk of New York. Stay tuned now for Gene Shepard. Following this WOR editorial, speaking for WOR, Vice President and General Manager Herb Saltzman. The question of reforming public pensions has always been a political hot potato, so nothing much has been done about it. This year, New York will spend $3.5 billion on pension and Social Security payments for state and local employees. That's $400,000 an hour for retirement programs. As expensive as it is, there still isn't enough in the pension system to cover obligations to retiring workers. The Kinzel Commission reports that pensions are underfunded by $6 billion. The city will have to contribute another $200 million a year just to cover the vested rights of future retiring employees. Currently, some public employees can retire and take home more money from all their pensions than they made in salary while working. The Kinzel Commission recommends integrating pensions and Social Security for government workers since taxpayers pay for both anyway. This would ensure a fair pension, but would prevent bonanzas at public expense. We also hope the city updates its actuarial assumptions, which date back to 1908. In computing how much to pay into the pension systems, the city has been figuring on workers having the same life expectancy as they did in 1908. The ultimate result? Bankruptcy of the pension system. The Kinzel Commission has offered a reasonable approach to the pension mess. The plan would save at least $150 million the first year and a whopping $2 billion over 10 years. It deserves passage by the legislature. This has been a WOR editorial. I'm Herb Salzman. WOR will make time available to responsible spokesmen with views differing from the stations. will add another dimension to his fantastic act this year by dynamiting himself up inside a car. Uh, you can't stop progress. And you can't stop a great artist who's working, you know, in his medium, making his statement. So tonight, we're going to dedicate the entire show to Boom Boom Kesky. Who loved his old act where he blew himself up in a coffin, he says he's not going to give that up. 
he's going to still blow himself up in a coffin. He's just adding the 1953 car to the act. Boom says, according to the piece I'm reading here in showbiz, that he's looking forward to a great 1976. He says, you know, bicentennial celebrations are really booking guys that blow themselves up in cars as fast as they can get old cars to blow themselves up in. So hooray for Boom Boom. The spirit of showbiz moves on. <laughs> boom Boom Kesky. Now, I'd like to ask a question there. I wonder how it must have felt the first time he did something like that. I mean, you know, uh, you have to start small. I suppose he just, you know, blew up a baby carriage or something with a minute. Uh, I mean, you don't just start right out blowing up a coffin. No, no. Well, I'll tell you this, though. I, I, I have often uh, threatened to tell this story, and I'm going to tell you a sickening story tonight. You know, your life can go in different directions without you having any control whatsoever over it. This, now, this is a truism if there ever was one. You know, anybody who believes that we are the captain of our soul and that uh, we are the <laughs> we are we are in charge of the tiller as to where our life is going. That guy also probably believes in Frodo. He probably also believes in the lost continent of Mu. <laughs> and he keeps seeing flying saucers too. That guy and he tends to, you know, believe that uh, he'll live forever if he stops eating meat and st- you know, eats only raw carrots. Uh, so, you know, yeah, well, yeah, there are believers among us. There are people who believe that, uh, you know, that, uh, that the, the only reason anything ever bad happens to man is that he louses up somewhere. You know, guy dies. He says, why well, you really screwed up. <laughs> I'm going to eat yogurt all my life. <laughs> you know, I like the guy I knew who took up jogging. Hey, he was living a great life. Yeah. Well, he's a friend of another friend. Yeah, he took up jogging. You know, he's, he's going to live forever. And he bought himself a, you know, $250 jogging suit. You know, that's a whole big business now. Special jogging suits that, you know, skin tight. They look beautiful. Little jogging suits. You can buy a jogging suit now that has a pedometer built into the knee. Well, you know what a pedometer is. It tells you how far you're going, you know. It has a little pedometer built in the knee there. And, uh, well, why would you want to know this? Well, if you're a jogger, uh, it has nothing to do with logic. It has to do with faith. Believing. Believing. And that's important to a believer. I mean, if a believer starts to have trouble believing, he is really in trouble. <laughs> I mean, what is there left? Have you ever noticed that, that whenever a guy stops being a communist, he becomes a devout Catholic? Well, he's got to have something to hang on to, you know? And, uh, yeah, he really does. Or vice versa. You know, it's, a, it's a, it works both ways, see? So believing is important to a believer. And so this friend, he, you know, took up jogging. And like almost all believers, he took it up with a vengeance. Bought himself a $275 suit at Abercrombie and & Fitch. And, you know, had matching sneakers. Oh, yes, you don't just go out and wear a pair of kids. Oh, no, 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 no. You get these, you know, these $94 special European-made jogging shoes. You know, they're like little kangaroo spring shoes. You know what a kangaroo spring shoe is? Well, that's a shoe that has a spring in it. And you jump up and down like a kangaroo. What uh, what logic is there in this, you ask? Well, you might well ask that. What logic is there in anything? Bum-ba-dum-bum. 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 <laughs> 
curtain rises on tonight's episode of You and Existence. The first nighter is standing in the lobby now, smoking the last puff on his white owl. And in the pit, the orchestra is striking up tonight's overture, an exciting drama starring... Les Elgart and Barbara Ludden. Entitled, Golden Happiness is Possible. But I wish that I could see the dance they found The highbrow gal and her buddy Go down where the flats are muddy To do the step that soon will be renowned They call the black bottom the new twist It's your god of the horses They clear their hands to the chart Old fellows with the red high yellows Away they go, jump right in and give it all about They say that when you are Reset that sappy thing, there, will you please? I have a machine here just for sappy stuff. Well, you know, reading about Boom Boom Kresge's new act has inspired me. It really has. He's blown himself up. He says, I'm going to keep this up as long as I can find old cars. That shouldn't be hard. <laughs> it's one thing our country's got plenty of is old cars. That's an old boom boom. You know, you, up he goes. Well, I'll tell you, I I, uh, I I think it's time for a confession tonight. You know, we're in, well, yes, why not? I mean, Boom Boom is not the only guy that's lived a life of desperation, blowing himself up like that. Uh, and and you're, you're listening to a guy who says and, and firmly believes that almost all of our lives are mere rolling balls on a vast, in, 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 in an incredibly vast game of Baccarat. You know, they spin the wheel. The wheel goes around, and the little ball hops up and down, in and out of the red slots, and in and out of the black slots, and in and out of the double zero slots. What game am I speaking of? What is the game that I've just described? A little ivory ball that goes around. They spin a wheel. What is that game? Come on. Right. Double casino. <laughs> no, that's not ping pong. What is the game? Roulette. Correct. Now, people, uh, you know, roulette. Roulette is what life is. And that's why roulette drags people in with such excitement. Because roulette is, in a very real sense, a kind of parallel to the lives that we all lead. Think about it. Just think about it. The wheel spins around. And, and, and infinite possibilities are there. I mean, if your life had fallen into the right little series of... Uh, of uh, if, if the pieces in the vast jigsaw puzzle exis- of existence had fallen correctly at the right moment and right time, if you had been born with the right genes, you could have been Robert Redford. 
instead of Charlie Kluberman. How do you think he could have done had he been born you? He'd have been working at the Shell station just like you are. And if you'd been born Robert Redford, God knows what it would have been like. The ball goes round and round. And once that ball falls into a slot, it does not come back out. Yes, some win, most lose. The house, however, always wins. Now, what is the house in this symbolic game? Well, the cosmos, existence, nature. Oh, well, please, uh, we got to straighten our head out again. This is getting really... Once again, we take up the life and times of Ed McMahon, tracing the vast, fantastic spider web of existence through the life of one great American. Tonight, the life of Ed McMahon. Yes, sir. There's the big Ben, the big finish. Come on, Lord, man, slow that thing. This is the longest map in history. Just no substitute at all when you uh, get right down to it for talent, right? Oh, it was exciting. All right, let's. Uh, we're all set now. I, no, well, I'm I'm really playing around here. It's true. I'm pussyfooting here. No, I have a reason because you know tonight I'm about to confess that I too at one time contemplated a career very parallel to Bobo Kreskin, Boom Boom Kreskin, as his friends call him who gets himself blown up in a car every couple of nights to celebrate the <laughs> bicentennial. 
No, really, seriously, do you think that, do you think that my existence always was based on sitting around making uh, smart remarks and blowing a kazoo? Are you kidding? Oh, there were times, friends, when I've contemplated, in fact, was part of things which you would not even, now, uh, you just take your average guy sitting in the subway. And you see him, see, he's sitting there and he's got his briefcase. He looks very, you know, very straight. He's wearing a, a Chesterfield from the conservative shop of Barney's. I mean, you know, he looks as straight as you can get. See, he's sitting there and he's got a sort of a gray face. And he's reading the Wall Street Journal. Now, to the uninitiated, you would believe this guy always was like this. At the age of 10, he was already, you know, a tiny, latent Wall Street Journal reader. Mm-mm. Oh, it's like, like a friend of mine. Seriously, it's a friend of mine who is a very straight-looking guy, works in an agency. How many people know that at one point in his life, he was a glider pilot in a suicide glider pilot squadron and landed his glider <laughs> in Holland in the face of the most withering crossfire ever seen in World War II? And by the time the plane got down, there was nobody alive in the plane but him. He was supposed to be landing all these troops. And he was supposed to lead them when they landed. The plane got down, crashed into a windmill. He got thrown out into the weeds. And the only guy he was landing was himself. And he charged the enemy pillbox. He says, what the hell? There's nothing else I could do. And now today he works in an agency. He's got the mother, Sarah, kosher homemade dill pickle account and uh, every week he goes out to see Mother Sarah and holds her hand Mother Sarah by the way plays a mean hand of double knock pinochle and incidentally also she's an ex-stripper from Pittsburgh went into the pickle business is now making it big so he has a really tough job <laughs> gosh who knows the cesspools of desire that exist in man's time? Which reminds me, this is WOR, New York. God, what a cesspool of desire that is. Conflicting interests, raging waves of passion roar past the water cooler here. Wow. It's just like uh, they used to have this, uh, this old radio show, you know, that says, A thousand lives meet at Grand Central Station. The crisscrossing rails from all over the nation. You ever hear that show? I didn't. I never heard it. I just made it up. No, I made it up. There was never any show like that. Oh, come on, you... No, come on, you're making that up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what... Uh, what is the show about, anyway? Commercials, right? Okay, let's take the cue. All right, I'll... All right, what do you got in a six-cylinder, about 225 cubes? I'm terribly sorry, sir. Well, what do you mean? Is this Car City, ain't it? No, sir, this is a Sylvan showroom. We sell swimming pools. Swimming pools? Yes, sir. Beautiful showroom Beautiful Sylvan Uniport concrete and vinyl line pools. You know, because you were lucky enough to wander in during Sylvan Sunfest celebration, here's a free T-shirt for you. Oh, thank you. And here's a four-color Sylvan pool planner. Uh Uh-huh. And we even have this cute little white pine seedling for you. 
Mmm, that's delicious. Uh, now, sir, would you like to take a test dive? Come into your nearest Sylvan showroom and step into the great outdoors. But no, sir. It's a unique way of shopping for family fun. I don't think... Visit Sylvan now at one of our ten new locations and test dive a Sylvan pool. But, sir, I said test dive. Sylvan Sunfest Celebration. Now at showrooms in Fairfield, Scotch Plains, Freehold, Cherry Hill, and Norwalk. Check your newspaper or yellow pages for Sylvan, the world's most experienced pool builder. The current issue of TV Guide magazine looks at television reception in North America and overseas. There's a difference, and it's more than just the language barrier. Read a fascinating report on the technical side of television and what it means to you. In the same issue... TV Guide looks back to the 1945 Potsdam Summit Conference. When America, England, and Russia carved up Germany after World War II, Averill Harriman was there. As television presents the story of the Potsdam Conference, Mr. Harriman recalls the controversies that eventually led to a divided Germany. This week, TV Guide's fearless forecaster takes you out to the ballpark for a look at the 76 pennant contenders and a report on the return of the man who gave baseball the exploding scoreboard, Bill Veck. Look for the big baseball preview issue of TV Guide, America's biggest selling magazine, on sale everywhere. Gee, that's exciting, the exploding scoreboard. That sure added to the game, right? Uh, this week, the uh, Pantry Pride Bargain Guide headlines a spring fling of savings. What terrible writing. With fantastic basic bargains like Comet Cleanser, a 14-ounce can for just one cent. Oh, wow. Green Giant Niblet's Corn, a 12-ounce can, also one cent. Holy smokes. Both with Pantry Pride's basic bargain newspaper coupons and a single $7.5 purchase. Uh, that's the string. Don't miss these unbeatable buys. Sirloin steak, great eating at just $1.19 a pound. And luscious sweet strawberries, 59 cents a pint. So come to Pantry Pride Spring Fling for savings. How many of you are Jolly Green Giant fans? And you'd like to live in that little country where they live? You know, Jolly Green, green Giant country where the hand comes down and hands this little green elf a can of niblets corn, something like that. That's a, you know, they understand that's a benevolent dictatorship. I mean, you know, there's nobody running against the jolly green giant in his country. He's obviously in charge. What's the jolly green giant got for us today, huh? Poor Charlie the Tuna. He's still not good enough. Oh, must be terrible to be rejected even by a canning company who wants to can you. You're not good enough to fire. That's your trouble. Uh, it's the Viking Health Spa's anniversary, but you get the gift, buddy. Six months free membership at this unique, sophisticated health club in unique, sophisticated Forest Hills, Queens, the center of sophisticated living on the East Coast. Forest Hills, of course. That's right. For a limited time, new members who join the Viking for one year will get six months additional membership at absolutely no cost. So find out about this exciting thing that's happening at the Viking Health Spa at 111-20 Queens Boulevard, right in the center of sophisticated living, the corner of 75th Road in Forest Hills, 500 East 83rd Street in Manhattan, or call 520-9000. It's an exciting number. Put a little friendship in your life. Howdy, Steve Allen here. That's a nice song, nice thought, and good advice. And here's some advice about friendship, which is very special among New Yorkers. 
if you're one of those New Yorkers who's never tried Friendship Cottage Cheese, start by indulging yourself with Friendship Pineapple Cottage Cheese. Oh, now there's delicious, like the word was never invented before, filled with luscious chunks of pineapple. There's a reason Friendship Cottage Cheese has a really distinctive, naturally good taste. It's because it's made the old-fashioned way with all natural ingredients, nothing artificial, so it's really smooth. Look for Friendship Cottage Cheese today. You'll find varieties to suit everybody's taste. And tell them Steve Arena sent you. Put a little friendship in your life. Yes, uh, look in the dairy case for Friendship Dairy products that are kosher and OU for Passover. Sing it, Steve. Okay, hands over your heart now. That's right. Take your hat off and look up at the sky. There you go. There's the flag flying there. Let's be patriotic. The mother of us all, General Tires. Sooner or later, you'll own generals. Maybe the other way around sooner or later, but nevertheless, sooner or later. Oh, for 60 years, General Tire has been one of the nation's leading tire manufacturers. And they just haven't stopped. General Tire means more than tires. Of course. I mean, it means a lot more than tires to the people who walk around here and drink out of the big old water cooler here. Their one-stop car care centers are staffed by experts who know how to take care of your car, whether it's wheel alignment, wheel balance, lube and oil change. It says, read it, French accent here. It says, you get fast, dependable, up-to-date service. Sing it proudly. You love generals. Look it up on the yellow sheet. Sooner or later, you love generals. For your dream vacation of a lifetime. On the fanship Mardi Gras. In the carnival. Fly away from New York City to seven fun-filled days and nights aboard the largest cruise ship sailing from Miami, the Funship Mardi Gras and the Funship Carnival. You'll visit St. Martin or Nassau, plus San Juan and duty-free St. Thomas, while you enjoy fabulous food, full casino, and great entertainment, plus all the luxuries that make a Funship cruise your best vacation value. And everything's included with the Funship Flyaway Package, round-trip airfare to and from Miami aboard National Airlines, all transfers, taxes, security charges, your spacious air-conditioned cabin, plus four meals and two snacks a day. All this from only $450 from Miami. See your travel agent for information and reservations. On the Mardi Gras and Carnival. la da The Mardi Gras and Carnivals are registered in Panama. Colorful Panama. By the way, I had one of the great scares of my life in Panama one night. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned this, but, uh, you know, it just says here, it says for legal requirements, you have to say Mardi Gras and carnivals are registered in Panama. Whatever legal arm will reach out and grab me if I don't say that. But uh, I did have one of the great scares of my life in Panama. I will not tell you about it tonight. Why? Well, to protect the guilty. That's why, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I've been around, buddy. But uh, all, all jesting aside, though, when I think of uh, of Boom Boom Kresge blowing himself up in the car there, I think how close I came to that side of showbiz. You know, there's a side of showbiz that is, is, is the carnival uh, uh, hype pitch side of showbiz, which is opposed to the electronic carnival hype pitch type of showbiz. Totally different type of showbiz. And yet it's still showbiz. 
In other words, have you ever have you ever watched these guys that climb up to the top of a 200 foot tower, and uh, they hold a torch in each hand and an American flag attached to their bottom, and uh, everybody buys a ticket. They jump up and down, and all of a sudden, when the drums roll, they leap into a ring of fire. Well, that's you know showbiz. I mean, let's face it, uh, evil Knievel, he's a showbiz. I mean, he's as big as Howard Cosell. Wow, and that's big. Wow, we. I mean, anybody that uh, you know is as big as Howard Cosell has to be really big, right? I mean, really big. I mean, he you know gets himself shot out over the Grand Canyon. Part of showbiz. It's no more dumb than playing that you're a cowboy in a you know Paul Newman movie. That's dumb too. I mean, <laughs> grown up man pretending he's a cowboy uh, in a script that never existed. It's all dumb. Let's face it. Showbiz is dumb. But most of our lives are dumb. Well, and not really. They just exist. See, let's get uh, existentialistic about this. If, if you say that showbiz is dumb, you're saying that there is a non-dumb side of existence. Right? You can follow that basic uh, syllogism. What is a syllogism? Is that an injection you take? So that you have big bazooms? What? No. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They prove that's kind of dangerous. Seriously, you can get, you can get the, uh, silicone now to inject into your head so you have a big brain. But, uh, you know, that's another story. We don't want to, you know, tip the medical gaff here. That's going to be on Medical Center next week. And uh, before we get uh, too deeply involved in uh, this leaping, I'm not, no, no, I'm, don't worry. I know. I've, I've got the commercials all down pat. Uh, I, I think I'll do another commercial before we get started here in this. Uh, see, what I'm doing here is describing the fact that life is random. You know, in, in the mathematicians, see, they know a thing called the random factor. That's a great name for a title of a novel, isn't it? The random factor. The random factor. And we're not describing random house, which is fairly damn random in itself. But if you read some of their stuff, but the random factor is the fact that there is a thing in life called the random factor. It exists in every equation. I mean, even in 1 plus 1 equals 2, there's a little umlaut under it with a little bracket with a little tiny i with a little dot over it. That's the random factor. See, 1 plus 1 equals 2. Unless the first one blows up in your face when you're trying to add it to the second one. Random. The random factor. Now, some people call it luck. In fact, wasn't it Warren Spahn who said there's two kinds of ball players? There's guys with talent, and there's guys with luck. He said, I'd rather have the luck. <laughs> Why? Well, because a guy with luck, the minute somebody slaps a really smashing shot off of his best slider, what happens to it? The bat breaks. That's the guy with luck. The guy with talent, when somebody hits that slider, forget it. It lands somewhere out on Utopia Parkway. Now, you might have struck out 17 guys before that, and you're going to strike out the last remaining 84 batters, but that one guy got all of it, and the ball took off for Spain. Random. 
the random factor. And we're always getting a call for the random factor to go into action. Like one night, just out of the innocent blue, phone call came in. I was uh, 12 years old, I think, at the time. I was working in a radio station. Guy says, hey, it was a salesman. He says, I got a chance to sell a fantastic deal. I said, what? What do you mean? He says, we're going to have to have some cooperation from you to talent. I said, me to talent? That's all I ever do is cooperate. Talent is made to cooperate. As a matter of fact, talent is the doormat of existence, Bob. He says, that's what I thought. He says, this is going to take some real cooperation. I said, what cooperation are you talking about? He says, well, I just sold a big slot of time to the International Shrinems, Barner and Bailey, Hearts Brothers, International Whoopi Circus Corporation. I said, a circus? Why, I could do a circus commercial. He says, no, they want one of the talent to take part in the circus. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Here you walk around with one of those high hats, and you say, and now the next death-defying act. He says, no, 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 no. They want you to be the death-defying act. I said, but Bob, I've only got one life. He says, that's right. And who owns it? The station. It was at that point that I began to learn some of the basic facts of life, which we will get into immediately following this fact of life. Everyone knows that Mailgram has impact. But what can you do with Mailgram's impact? You can seal a deal. Amalgamated said on our proposal for months. No yes, no no, not even a maybe. So I sent him a Mailgram. I gave him 48 hours to decide and you... Throw a party. How do you dream up a party on Thursday and get 50 people there Friday night? I called Western Union, sent them all mail grants. Or collect a debt. The check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. If I heard that one more time. So I sent them a mail gram and finally... Every day, thousands of people discover the impact of Western Union's Mailgram because there are thousands of ways to use it. Mailgram messages are easy to send. Just call Western Union's toll-free number. Within seconds, your message is flashed electronically to a post office near your addressee for delivery in writing with the next business day's mail. We can also show you how to send Mailgrams by computer to hundreds or thousands of people for less than a dollar each. Western Union's Mailgram. Impact of a telegram at a fraction of the cost. Let me ask you something. Are you going to New York soon on business? Where are you staying? Would you like to stay at a hotel that's a city within the city with the finest dining and music right there? How would you like to have a fabulous view of the New York skyline and all the comforts you'd expect to find? And how would you like to be near everything, as designer Lee Radziwill points out? It's in the heart of the business district in the daytime and within walking distance of every theater for the evening. Lee Radziwill is talking about the Americana New York. And no wonder. The Americana Hotel has all this. And at the same time, it's designed to relax in. Sounds pretty good, huh? For information or reservations at the Americana New York, call your travel agent or call this toll-free number. 800 228-3278. That's 800-228-3278 for the Americana. New York's my favorite city in the world. Everything is going on here. Uh, yes. Everything is indeed going on here, good and bad. <laughs> Both ways, honey. Hey, would you believe for just a dime you can get help, help, 
Every day, huh? How's that for a bargain? Help. Just pick up the Long Island Press for only 10 cents and you get help. A people-oriented column that helps you cope with these everyday, just plain problems of living, making ends meet, getting your road fixed, solving your consumer headaches. You write, Dear Help, I've been trying to commit suicide for over three weeks but cannot get cartridges for my 38 caliber Smith & Wesson. Where can I... Oh, no, it's another story. Just... <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see stuff like that in Ann Landers' column? Where to get the cartridges for your gun, where to buy a decent rope, you know, where to get a good bull whip. Turn to the Long Island Press, the big newspaper that cares about Long Island. National Airlines proudly announces the very grand opening of lots of vacation stores in your area. They're all the travel agents near you, and they're fully stocked with terrific spring and summer national holidays. Like Florida fly-dry vacations, Miami Beach specials, Walt Disney World holidays, exotic Caribbean cruises, and much, much more. A vacation store is as near to you as your nearest travel agent. Visit one of the 2,284 in the New York area and tell them National Airlines sent you. Okay, all right. For what that means, I guess it's all right. Let's see. Uh, hey, you have that Martin Paint thing in there? All right, lay it on me there, quick. Let's hear it from Martin Paint! Holy smokes. Isn't oh, Look at that. Those little pink suits. Tinfoil shoes. <laughs> it's end of the month savings at all Martin Paint stores. Oh, look at Dickie there. Pay only 50% of the regular price for famous Miracle Flow and bicentennial inside and outside paint. Get pre pasted, ready to hang wallpaper. A, a book, eight book selection, it says. Second roll free or wall pride book. Two vinyls, fabric wall covering. Now 50% off the regular selling price. That's right. That's uh, Martin's. What did all that mean? <laughs> you never ask that question, do you? All right. Here's another one to puzzle over. There's something new in town, and it's at Cleo's, 63rd Street, just off Broadway, across from Lincoln Center in the heart of Manhattan. Oh, yes, Manhattan has a really wonderful heart. It's opera tonight. Great music of the masters and food prepared by one of America's finest gourmet cooks. All at Cleo's. Call 724-6301. 724-6301. Only steps away from Lincoln Center, 63rd Street, just off Broadway. Well, it looks like we've done all of them. One more? Well, you put up a little sign and tell me what it is, because I've read everything you give me. Five. We have five more. Ho, ho. Five minutes? No more commercials? Two more. All right, what should I do? A commercial for me or what? Uh, all right, fine. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Is Digel one of them? Let's try that one. All over the country, people are switching to Digel. Little vodka, little bitters, and you've got yourself a Digel sling. Digel is different. It fizzes because no plain antacid, liquid, or tablet can do what Digel does. It contains cymethicone. He used to be an engineer here, didn't he? Cy? Got in trouble with the union? Yeah. Use only as directed. Dye gel. Deliciously different. You'll love it. It's just delicious. Let's see. Uh, Intra-American. Oh, yes. If you or someone you love is over 50, get paper and pencil now to respond to this dynamic announcement. Even though you are over 50, they still consider you a human being. You can buy life insurance with no physical examination and no medical questions. 
Now, uh, what is this company? Well, it's Intra-America Life Insurance Company, a member of the Colonial Pen Group. Through its modified death benefit, prime life insurance, regardless of your health. Now, where you find out about this, you call area 800. That's a free call. You can just call it for fun. Area 800-243-5533. Is that it now? Okay, now how much time do I have to do this show? Three minutes, two minutes? Oh, I see. You want me to do one-liners? All right. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, you open the door. Well, I'll tell you, though, uh, serious, I, I, I really react with great emotion to the story of Bobo Kresge and himself being blown up. I'll tell you what I did once, and this is a confession. I don't think I've ever told you this story. But uh, I went down to the circus. I figured, you know, I'm in showbiz. you got to do all this stuff. And I did. I went down to the circus, and the guy who was running the circus was a big guy named Sam had on a black suit and I walked in you'd think a guy you know that runs a circus would be a happy type guy he'd run around with a rubber nose all that stuff no Sam was a mean taskmaster who believed that he had a had a message for the population in his circus and I walked in you know innocent we sold a, uh, we, it was a big sale the radio station that I worked and they sold over ten twelve dollars worth of commercials I mean you know at, at six cents a commercial they were getting on that station. That's a lot of commercials. It was the biggest buy that they had all year, see. So I went down to the, down to the circus, and Saf says, he said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. He said, we've done it before, but we've never done it with a showbiz personality. We're going to freeze you in a block of ice. I said, you're going to do what? He says, we're going to freeze you in a block of ice. And he says, not only that, we're going to have people pay to come down and see you every night, frozen in a block of ice while the circus is running here for two weeks. And if you do it well, kid, you may have a job with us forever. Well, do you know that you're listening to the guy that performed the frozen in a block of ice gaffe better than anyone that that circus had ever had? And I was offered a contract to travel around the country, allowing myself to be frozen into a block of ice. Are you going to ask me why I didn't take this golden opportunity? No, no, I did not get cold feet. As a matter of fact, the trick about being frozen into a block of ice, I don't want to, I don't want to tip the gap, but here's the way it worked. I was brought in the night that the crowd showed up and they lowered me wearing a, a, a symbolic blue suit, like a tight suit. that looked like an ice suit. You know, it looked like, looked like a guy that was going to go on the moon. And they lowered me into this, this block. It's a big square of, 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 well, I actually played glass. And they poured water in over me. And I had a breathing tube, like, fitted down over my face. I was breathing. And then they turned on this vast, tremendous refrigeration system. And it had big meters that says, freezing. <laughs> it says, yes, I know. It says, seven below zero. And he kept turning the knob. And the water kept solidifying. And it kept getting colder and colder inside my big case, my big plate gas case. And the crowd cheered. And after a half an hour, I was frozen solid in a block of ice. You can bring the theme on anytime you want. You don't have to have me tell you. There I lay. And 
people filed past me. I'm telling you the truth. They filed past me by the hour, and I, I could see them out of the corner of my eye. And they took pictures. And the next day, by the way, on the front page of the paper, and this town was Toledo, Ohio, it says, local showbiz personality frozen in block of ice. Thousands throng. And there I was. I got a picture of me frozen in this block of ice. By the way, my mother still has it. It hangs over her fireplace. It's one of her real mementos of an exciting career that I have had. And for two weeks every night, thousands of people filed past me. And it said that I was being fed by special intravenous feeding techniques used in the greatest scientific organizations in the world. That's what the sign said. Didn't exactly you know, you know, say what the organizations were. Actually, it was Sam Circus, very scientific. It says, this man has been in a state of suspended animation. Be sure to be here the night that he's brought out of this state of primal suspended animation. And some night, when I really am in the mood, some night when I'm, you know, thinking about Boom Boom Kresge and his new bicentennial blowing him up in the car act, I'll tell you about how that night went when I was brought out of suspended animation and thousands of people were present when I came back to life. And what my first words were as the flash bulbs popped, it could have been the beginning of a fantastic career. I today could be as big as Howard Cosell. I might have got on the wide, wide world of sports. God knows how far I could have gone. It's all random, buddy. A toss of the dice. Yeah, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for In Conversation, you hear? WOR presents... Conversation, a series of discussions meant to enlighten and involve you, the listener. Our host for today's program is the author and journalist, Nat Hentoff. Historians will tell you that journalists, while necessary, are transient, like their stories. Once in a while, however, a journalist, or in this case two, decide to indeed become historians and utilizing what they've learned of interviewing on an intensive basis, they may turn out books of history that are not only going to be invaluable source books for generations ahead, but also are so lucidly written and swiftly paced that they actually become bestsellers, serious though they are. Bestsellers much to the, to the discomfiture of serious historians. Uh, the two leading practitioners of this phenomenon, journalists showing the way to historians, are Larry Collins and Dominique Lapierre authors of Is Paris Burning, another book, or I'll Dress You in Mourning, and O Jerusalem. Now they have written Freedom at Midnight, a chronicle of the eclipse of the British Empire in India and the coming to conflicted life of an independent India and Pakistan. I wanted to ask one of the authors who is here, Dominique Lapierre, what your conception of history is. In other words, why did you feel an urge to write this. What was missing? 
in books that already existed, uh, both popular and, and uh, serious historical, about um, the last days of the British Empire in India and the first days of Indian independence. Before I answer, may I sure. pick up one of the words you use? Yeah. You say, too much of the discontent of serious historians. Yeah. Now, I think there may be a confusion on the word serious. Right. Uh, Collins and I, we claim to be serious historians. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> but serious does not necessarily mean boring. Yeah. And we feel that history can be serious and yet interesting, right. which it is. Now, have you had much reaction, hostile or otherwise, from institutionalized historians, yes. historians who have chairs in history. Yes. Uh, how do they react, by and large, to your books? Well, of course, they have a discontent to see that our books become bestsellers, yeah. and they have a tendency sometimes to criticize the way we write history. But never have they been able to mm -hmm. really point out some things which was wrong. Yeah. You see, we mm. write contemporary history. And that's very important. We choose always a subject which is 25 years old. Th there is a reason. Mm -hmm. Is after 25 years, you get people to, to speak. You get documents. You are able to bring revelations. And the fact that it's not more than 25 years enable us to interrogate living right. actors of this piece of history we want to tell. Those historians you are referring to are working in their cubicles in libraries. Right. They never speak to someone who is really an actor of, of history. Let me interrupt you now for a moment because I want to underline then, especially in view of what you've said, something I, I mentioned at the beginning. When I said that your books, by your I'm using now the, the two of you, your books are invariably are going to be important source books for people in the years ahead, and that's precisely because of what you say, because you're in a position to talk to people who are still there, who are direct or, or peripheral, but nonetheless important parts of a particular historical process. Can you imagine what, for example, if there had been a, a Collins and LaPierre around at the time, let's say, 25 years after the French Revolution? Of course. It would My have been, goodness, what we'd, yes, what we'd it know. would have been very interesting. Yeah. Of course. But it's absolutely necessary that the subject is 25 years old because yeah. things have to cool down. Oh, sure. For example, we wrote a book called Old Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Old Jerusalem was a very famous book, and now it's going to be made into a motion picture. It is the birth of the state of Israel and the first conflict between the state of Israel and the Arab countries in mm -hmm. 1948. And it is a fascinating...